Chapter 38 Liberation Through Tension Jack, you're here, said the king. Let me introduce you to everyone. Not good energy, whispered Cicero. Oh, there you are. One eye was poking out of the bag below the zipper while the kitten carried on beside me. An orange flame flickered from a man's hand up ahead. He held on to the lighter and lit the end of a glass tube while the general next to him inhaled a funnel of white smoke. After one big breath in, he coughed the smoke cloud across the table. Laughter rained out as the flame disappeared. Everyone was silent as they watched with eager eyes. The general who inhaled the hit of smoke tried to stand but couldn't leave his chair. Then a sudden burst of energy snapped his body erect while a wave of desperation ran through his eyes. The drug had entered his system and there was no turning back now. His neck contorted right, bones twisting through his chair. This general was terrified, white eyes gone bare. Skin pale before green, staring dead ahead, as if he saw a ghost, or as if he was dead. Now the general stood up, wobbling in place, one arm reaching out, grabbing empty space. All these spectators laughing, one man slapped his knee, but the general kept reaching for something no one could see. His gaze so convincing, fingers pulling at the air, reaching for something, but nothing was there. Davis is a goner, laughed the king, and that's why I don't mess with Salvia. Only a moment ago, the general named Davis was living in a powerful body, but now his spirit was swept away with whatever substance he'd inhaled. The smoke was more powerful than this large man's life, and Davis was so afraid to sit down that the other generals forced him back into the chair. Making my way around the table, the chairs were filled with men and stunning mistresses hovering over on all sides. Ma took my eye and locked on to the king when T. Hammond slid the base of the arrowhead up from the canvas sheath. I was merely observing, watching the kitten and T. Hammond meander on by. There were drinks and plenty of drugs, for all the top commanders of strange cosmic lands were watching the cards being dealt in the center. Now the king was waving me towards him. Jack will play for Davis's hand, said the king. Davis lurched at the opportunity to stand and leave the table when the generals released him before he found his way to the back of the room. His open chair was right beside the king, and I didn't dare look at the generals or the women gathered. Ma knew what she was doing, how this was the end, and even I knew they'd pulverize me after she made me do it. Once the deed was done, the kitten and the opossum would scram, and I'd have to fight it out. It's a tough way to die, but at least I get to watch a king turn to a silhouette before I go. Hey, what are you reaching for? said a general across the table. I was behind the king when my hand stopped moving the arrowhead up from the canvas. Holding the base still inside my pocket, the king turned towards me. Everyone meet the top extractor. He goes by Jack, said the king. What's in his hand? asked the general again. Everyone in the room turned to face me when I heard a woman shaking a pill bottle under the table. I heard it shake again, and once more for three distinct sounds. I looked up and recognized her face. She was dressed up like a whore. Jane dropped the pill bottle. My sister had her back to the door. Hey, what's in your hand? demanded the general. I pulled up T. Hammond's hand, letting go of the knife, and grabbed my fork instead. Then with my left hand, I took hold of a pill bottle from my other pocket and twisted the cap off. I used the fork to spear a new mushroom before I brought the fungus up under my mask where I fed it to my lips. I wasn't sure if brunch included lunch, I told the room. The whole table erupted into laughter when the king pulled me into Davis's seat. Deal him in, said the king. 